It's our anniversary. We're so glad you're here to help us celebrate four years of On Boys. We'll be looking back and we'll be looking ahead. And of course, we couldn't do this without you, our dear listeners. So consider yourself part of this celebration too. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. The podcast that explores and explains boy behavior. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison. Join us as we discuss some of the most compelling issues facing boys today. Our goal is to equip you with the information and support you need to help today's boys grow into healthy, happy men. Happy anniversary, my friend. Happy anniversary. Four full years we have been doing this podcast. I didn't fully realize that. I thought we were starting our fourth year. We're starting year five. Oh, I didn't know that either. (laughs) We're starting year five. That's crazy. Good for us right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we couldn't do this without our listeners and without amazing guests that we've had along Mm -hmm. the way, of course. And I'm going to get teary. I can save this for the end, but I'll say it now. I love you so much. And listeners, you might, you've probably heard us say this before, but we've actually only been together in person one time in all of these four years. And yet you are someone I count on. I am going to cry. You are our our time before we hit record is so important to, to my mental health, to my daily life that, yeah, I just love you. Thank you. Y'all I'm trying to figure out how I can hug this woman through a computer (laughs) screen right now. I am sure that this is the case for so many of you too. I mean, when we started this podcast, it was 2018. Nobody had ever heard of COVID. None of us imagined what would happen next. And I'm quite sure that we would have gotten together more if it hadn't been for all the unexpected disruptions in our lives over the last four years. And listeners, I bet you have people in your life that fit that description right now. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's somebody you haven't talked to for a while, go ahead and reach out to them. You know, we're all needing that connection. And we are, this is our episode where we just kind of pause and celebrate a little bit. And also, you know, it's, it's important to look back and reflect and look ahead and, and what's coming next. And we can't take each other out for a nice dinner for our anniversary as some people do. So we're going to record a podcast, drink coffee and welcome you to join us. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sounds like a plan. Well, one of the things that we did want to talk about is, you know, what has changed since 2018 besides the entire world and mm-hmm. everything with it, but because we are on boys, we want to talk about that. And also, you know, changes in our lives, which influence how we show up in, in the podcast and in our businesses. And I was remembering that when we started this podcast and listeners, this began because Jen sent me an email in January of 2018 and said, Hey, want to start a podcast together? (laughs) And I said, sure. And literally it was 10 days later, we had our name, we had our logo, we had our platform and we were ready to go because more than anything, Jen was going off on her honeymoon and we needed to get things in place before you left. Remember? You know, it's funny how in your mind, that's the because in my mind, the because we had all that done is because I very specifically reached out to you of all the humans on this planet because we share this passion for boys and for boy families and parents and you get stuff done. I knew (laughs) that if I tried to do this by myself, I would have a hard time getting going and maintaining and my instincts were right. We have kept each other on track through a lot over the last four years, including Yes. At that point in time, I was planning um, my wedding and honeymoon and my Facebook memory today was from four years ago. And it was, um, it was when you send your web guy an email and get his auto office reply and realize it's because your web guy is your brother who's going to the airport to pick up your parents who are coming home for your wedding. Oh my God. I love that. Sweet. So sweet. Yeah. So the good news is we are still married. We still like each other. He's still my favorite person in the whole wide world. And big change in my life is that we recently moved into the same house after more than 10 years of being together and four years of marriage. We now live in the same house full time, which has been an adjustment. (laughs) Yes, because you were both you were raising kids and it was easier to have the separate houses. And now the kids are getting older and here you go and you have an amazing house in Wisconsin. And one of these days I'm going to come and sit in that hot tub with you, Jen. Yes, 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 yes. yes. (laughs) Guest bedroom is ready downstairs. You can come in the hot tub. We can hike. We can explore. And. Uh, I don't think I even told you this yet. I recently had an essay published about moving in together after all those years of being apart. So I will, I will share that with you and our listeners in our show notes. Awesome. I can't wait to read it. Disclosure. I did not share it on my personal Facebook page because it, it alludes to the fact that my husband and I have sex. Oh no. And I didn't want to put that on my Facebook page because my children read and see my Facebook page. And yes, it's a fact of life, but it's not one that they want to be reminded of. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And to all of my children and their friends who may be listening, now you know. Because listeners, I have learned that um, my kids' friends know about the podcast as well. Just recently, one of the boys told me that one of their friends found our vaping episode, which was, was that in our first year? 
I think so. Yeah. 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 So these things that we've done over the last four years have a long tail. And that's one of the things I'm really proudest of. I am so proud of us. And I, you know, listeners, I don't mean to brag, but I'm okay. I do. I know that our work has influenced and supported and inspired parents and teachers around the world. I just had a interview for a parenting telesummit with a woman in Lithuania. Guess how she heard about us? No. The podcast. I just recently have a new client in my private coaching practice from Mozambique. Guess how they heard about us from the podcast. So the reach is far and all of you listeners around the globe, we, we just, we feel it. We feel your support. We feel your presence. And we know that the issues around boys, the, the advocacy for boys is worldwide. It's not that different in Mozambique than it is in Lithuania, than it is in America. That's what I hope our listeners can take away from this too. It is so easy to feel alone in the day-to-day struggles of raising boys, of educating boys, of trying to help them grow into good humans. You're not alone. All around the globe, there's this big wide community of people who are dealing with similar issues, who are willing to give you support, who are willing to share ideas. We connect through the podcast. We connect through our Facebook groups. So you don't have to feel alone. You are part of this larger community. And together, we are all working to make a safer, healthier world for boys, for all of us. Yeah, yeah. And just another thing that I appreciate about you, Jen, is you take care of our statistics and I read your notes in preparation for this podcast and to see that we will hit a million downloads this year. Well, it makes me very proud. I can't even comprehend that number, to be honest. Like I, I know a million, I've heard a million, we all hear a million, but to to really think of what that means is incredible. Mm -hmm. And like the growth as Janet knows, I dug through these numbers yesterday and our first year, we were just shy of 26,000 downloads that first year, which is really good. We were a brand new podcast and nobody knew us or why we were doing what we were doing. Right. And this past year we had, I love this round number, 444,000 downloads. Oh, Hey. Listen to that. That's, I can't even do the math, but that's a, a big growth. It's exponential growth. And I mm-hmm. did not try and do the math. I'm just going, those are big numbers and I'm proud. And a lot of it has to do with this deep catalog that we've developed over the last four years. We mm-hmm. have talked to a ton of people about topics ranging from boys and body image, vaping, sex, uh, shoot out some more. What else have we all covered, Janet? Well, we talk a lot about consent. We talk about, you know, just the the misconceptions and the messaging that boys are getting and gender stereotypes, education, and, you know, just getting down to parenting. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is as women, we need to change our lens. We have to understand how our boys operate in the world. And it is likely not the way we do. 
And we must, in, in our homes and in our schools, we must stop making boys bad and wrong for being active, for being creative. I talked with a dad the other day whose son is getting in trouble at school because he's doing assignment homework assignments the way he wants to, and the teacher is penalizing him for not following her directions. It's, my 21-year-old sent me a text message the other night. I was watching the Olympics with my husband, 21-year-old, who is a college student. He's a junior. He's majoring in business. Sends me a text message, and he says, our educational system is screwed up. Yeah. His next thing, I am procrastinating on my homework by doing physics equations. Note, this kid is a business major. He's not taking physics. He has no reason to take physics. But what piqued his curiosity was something that he saw on Instagram. And it was about snowmobile races and the numbers. And he got curious and he started thinking about like acceleration and what this meant. And he was trying to figure it out. And that led him to Google and these equations and he's working it out. And then he found out there's some variables he didn't have. And my point here is, that's learning. It doesn't yes. matter in the end whether he gets a degree for it or credit for it or does, frankly, anything career-wise with it. Mm -hmm. He knows how to learn. Mm -hmm. And when something is relevant in his life or interests him, he will put in that effort and dig into it. And that, I think, is true all of our boys, mm -hmm. but we spend so much time trying to get them to be interested in or do something that they're like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Parents take note. I mean, this is huge parents and teachers. This is really huge that, you know, if their learning is not relevant, they will call baloney and they will resist. You know, I, I mean, Jen, you talk about Sam and his snowmobiles all the time. And, you know, this is how boys learn. If we remember how boys and girls were educated before this thing called the school system that we have mm -hmm. worldwide before we thought, oh, it's a great idea to take the same age, boys and girls, put them in the same classroom and start just inputting information into them. Right. When inputting we... information versus mm -hmm. allowing children to follow their curiosity and learn by watching and doing that, mm -hmm. that blows my mind. Yeah. And for all, all time before this school system thing, that is how our children learned. They were doing, they were watching, they were experiencing cause and effect all of those things. So even though, you know, you may feel like I don't have an alternative, I have to send my son to school, even though you can still provide these experiences outside of the school day where he can dig in and get dirty and fully follow his interest pathway. I am working on my second book, as you know, and I just wrote a chapter in there where I'm talking about that and parents, I realize I live in a small town in rural Wisconsin. I don't have a Montessori school near me. I don't have a forest school near me. There aren't a wealth of educational options around here. And I do not have unlimited funds or time. I get it. What I wrote in this chapter, and it is true for all of you is, yeah, it, school is what it is. 
But ultimately, it is up to you how much emphasis you put on that and how much you even go along with the game. Mm -hmm. You can say to your son's teacher, hey, we're not doing this homework or we didn't do this last night because it created this huge meltdown. Mm -hmm. We're only going to do every other one. It is up to you. And I'm going to tell you one other thing. And this, this may or may not be true for everybody because having four boys, I have learned that so much of this is out of my control, right? The outcomes may have very little to do with what I did. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've learned to be humble. Kids will humble you. Sam has hated school from the beginning, hated it from the beginning. And so we didn't put a lot of focus on it and we did allow him to have his garage time, work on his snowmobiles. If, uh, if you are in my Facebook group, if you're in my building boys group, you know, he recently rebuilt a snowmobile engine and then he raced that snowmobile and he got third place in his first ever race. And I am thrilled for him. His report card came yesterday. He got a 4.0 for his first semester classes. What? Now, this is not going to be the case for everybody, okay? Sam has, he had a great start in that he's got two intelligent parents. That makes things easier. He's had a stable life his whole time. He doesn't go to a super challenging school. So, and, you know, he's not taking all the challenging classes. But my point is, for us anyway, taking the, the focus off of school and allowing him to do what he wants, I almost feel like he is paying that respect back in a way by, by putting his effort into this other thing too. Yeah, brilliant. And it eases the stress. He's right? not being pressured and nagging. I had my uh, decoding your boy session yesterday, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but one of the dads at the end of the session realized all I do is nag my boy. I nag him yeah. to get up. I nag him to get to school. I nag him to do his homework. I nag him to go to bed. And, and I mean, literally we were all in tears because it was such a profound realization and he's ready to make a change. He's ready such, to do it differently. It's such a profound realization and so easy to find yourself in that place right? Sure. You know, yeah. he's not getting up for school. Come on, come on, get up, get up. Hey, you don't grab your backpack. Are you doing your homework? It is so easy to have our relationship, frankly, dwindle down to just that nagging. Mm -hmm. And when you're caught in that, and I've been there mm -hmm. when you're mm -hmm. caught in have. that, it can be hard to see that there's another way. He took the time to really think about that and realize that and when you pause and you look at it, you're like, how could this possibly be productive? I'm creating this adversarial relationship with my son every single day. We have no positive moments. My kid's never going to get a chance to develop these skills on his own because I'm on him all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm not enjoying parenting. My kid's not enjoying life. Yeah. Well, and the point of that too, is taking off that stress of, of your boy, of Sam, he was able to do okay in school because he wasn't feeling the pressure of that. And 
I said to this dad, and I say this to all of our listeners out there, you know, we, we are humans, we mess up. And I think it's really a way to reconnect with your child, re- repair, is to apologize. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about By Heart Baby Formula. By Heart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk. And By Heart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on Byheart have softer poops, less spit up, and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at Byheart.com. That's B-Y- H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast, and it is 10% off your first order, byheart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer, and additional terms and conditions may apply. One of the most challenging things about being a woman at midlife is realizing how little people understand about perimenopause and menopause, Janet. I just had a conversation with my sister about that this weekend. She is 10 years younger than me, so I'm 51, she's 41, and she went to ask her healthcare provider, hey, can you provide me some information? And she got information, but she was frustrated by how incomplete it seems, how little we know, and how for way too many people, the answer seems to be, yep, that's the way it is, deal with it. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. And not only are our mamas out there having to deal with perimenopause, likely at this age, but many of our moms are dealing with their sons entering or in puberty, which is kind of nature's irony, which is, oof. Cruel joke, Janet. Cruel joke. Cruel joke. Thankfully, thankfully, Increasingly, there are those who are recognizing that women need and deserve competent care and treatment for perimenopause and menopausal symptoms. And we know that can still be harder to access than it should be, which is why we have partnered with Winona. Winona helps women who are dealing with menopause or perimenopause. Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that your symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. Telehealth, you can access care from your home when it is convenient for you. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit. With free U.S. shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use the code ONBOYS at buywinona.com for 25% off your first order. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com slash ONBOYS. Winona, 
menopause care made easy. Just apologize. Hey, buddy, I am so sorry. I've been nagging. I'm, I'm realizing not fun for you, not fun for me. I'm ready to do something different. Are, you know, will you give me some grace in this basically, but apologize. It's okay to apologize to your child. Be prepared that when you do that, your kid is waiting to see if you really mean it. Your kid is okay. And whatever behavior was triggering or feeding your behavior, you may see that ramp up in the days and in the weeks to come because your kid is kind of testing out your commitment. Are we really going to do things different this time? You know, one of the things that we've talked about over these four years, looking at this reflection is, is how mental health awareness has come to the forefront. And this is another place where you can look at the, you know, the, the school days and how do we build in more mental health awareness? I think also another thing that we've talked about often is advocacy for boys and the messaging that boys receive and We've talked about, you know, my pet peeve is, is the hashtag, the future is female. Do not like that. And I opened my email this morning and I thought, you know, we do have, we still have a long ways to go. There's an email from South by Southwest, which is a big conference that happens in Texas. And is it scheduled to happen this year? It is happening this year. And they're announcing this special da da da. I open it up and it says, I've got it right here on my screen. And it says together we can hashtag break the bias. And we are pleased to announce a special International Women's Day celebration. And it's all about celebrating girls. And every year when International Men's Day comes about, which is a thing, and it is November 19th, and I've known about it for more than five years now, every year when it comes about, somebody says, what do you think they say, Janet? Men, we don't need to celebrate men. Why are we celebrating men? Why do we need an International Men's Day? Men control everything. Janet and I are both women. We get it. Most of our listeners are women and we know that. You get it too. You know the bias that has existed. You know the prejudice that's existed. We don't deny any of that. And gender stereotypes and bias hurt boys too. Mm-hmm. And something else that I'm currently working on in the book is how we as parents, as educators do need to shift our lens because yes, in the adult world, it's really easy to look around and go, okay, so most of the business leaders are still men. Most of the politicians in charge are still men. What are you talking about? That is not your son's experience. When your son looks around his classroom and his peer group, he sees the girls are the ones getting the awards. The girls are the ones getting the good grades. The girls are the ones getting the positive feedback from the teacher and leading the clubs and doing all of the things. I have gone to so many high school events over the last couple of years with my kids in there. The top um, scholars are almost always at least 80% Mm -hmm. female. Mm -hmm. I applaud their achievements. I am so proud of those girls, but I want our boys to see these things as possible for themselves as well. Yeah. And I think about little boys and how they, you know, all their teachers are women. 
all their teachers are women. It's often not until fifth or sixth grade or middle school that there's a male teacher. Imagine being somewhere every single day with somebody that doesn't look like you and doesn't get you either. This is where I am so proud of and touched by, touched by is the better description, of the communities that young boys often create for themselves. I was struck by this article, a research article I read some years ago that pointed out that uh, by kindergarten already, boys who are playful, and they had a whole definition of that, but basically, you know, active and playful and wanting to, to do things. At first, their classmates view them as very engaging and desirable playmates, but they gradually sense the teacher's displeasure. The teachers tend to view these boys as disruptive, as rebellious, as problems, label them as class clowns. By third grade, the other kids have picked up on all of this. But almost inevitably, those boys, they have a circle for themselves mm -hmm. where they mm -hmm. appreciate each other and they love each other and they hold each other up. And Sam and snowmobiling, I got up at 6 a.m. on Saturday, Janet. You know, I'm not a morning person. Ooh, I yeah. hate mornings and I hate cold. I got up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday to go stand out in the cold so he could race in the snowmobile race because he's a minor. He needs a parent to sign. He's 16. He's never raced this event before. And he had people coming up to him. It was other teenage boys that he had met and gotten to know through his work at the shop, through his dirt biking. These boys are a community for each other. They are supporting each other in interests that aren't getting acknowledgement and support at school. Mm -hmm. Nobody's putting on a pep rally for these guys. Yeah. So, I mean, parents and teachers are listeners. It's building awareness around that and, and looking at things like that of like, oh, this is happening here. And over there, all the, all the girls are valedictorians or whatever it is and recognizing that and talking with your boys about it. Part of that too is listening to the boy you have and not the one society tells you that you have. Every right. child, every boy is unique and has unique interests and is more articulate or more sensitive or more active, all of the things, taking away that uh, stereotype and really focusing on the child that you have. Which can be so hard because not only is there all of the societal pressure, a lot of us have our own internal ideas of who we thought our kids were going to be. And sometimes our kids are the complete opposite of us. And we're like, I don't know where you came from. And other times they are so similar to us that it is painful to recognize. <laughs> like when you see your, your moods or your temper or your perfectionist struggle coming right back at you through your kid, whoo, that can be tough. You know, we know that parenting is a personal growth journey on steroids. So there is that. I want to make sure that we... <laughs> I want to make sure that we talk about some other things that have happened in these four years. You've already published one book. You're writing mm -hmm. on your second book. Tell us about that and when we can look forward to actually holding that second book in our hands. That is an excellent question. 
I should get it to my editor probably shortly after this podcast releases. Um, listeners, send me all your goodwill because it is a lot, a lot, a lot of work to write a book. When I know when it's going to be out, I don't know if it's going to be yet in 2022 mm-hmm. or 2023. I will certainly let you all know. But yeah, I feel really, really proud about that. I am traveling to Arizona later next month to speak to some educators about boys. I am thrilled about that. My newsletter, Building Boys Bulletin, has been growing in part due to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I so appreciate that support. And so over the four years that we have been doing this, I have pivoted and more of my time and more of my income is coming from boy work, which is Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do all along. That pivot is not yet complete. I'm still writing articles on fun topics like hand hygiene, but we're getting there. And listeners, you know, to be honest, to be completely transparent here, when you hear us have an ad at the beginning of the podcast, that's important. That is income for us. And the more you support those sponsors, the more they come back and say, hey, we want to run some more ads. And do we love having ads on our show? No, but the reality is we also like to have food on the table. So we need you to help us by supporting our sponsors. That is one way that you can support the work that Jen and I do. Going to buildingboys.net and clicking that subscribe button so you get this amazing email in your inbox every Monday morning. And I've said it over and over, and it is true every Monday. It is the first email that I open every Monday. And I feel wiser and more in tune with what's going on worldwide for our boys because you have curated that for us in that newsletter. So buildingboys.net, click subscribe. It's, you know, it is, it's so worth the very small amount that it costs, but that amount supports the work that we do. You know, clearly this podcast is a labor of love for us and it is a passion for us. And you and I do both need to make a living. We don't want to work all the time. You know, we looked at some numbers heading into this because I was kind of curious too. I'm putting in, you know, three to five hours a week on the podcast. That's just me. Janet is putting in three to four hours a week. I mean, we're talking like 10 hours Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sometimes to get our listeners a less than one hour episode. And we have to be conscious of how we use our time. And so I look at this big picture. I know you do as well, but I have to make sure that this fits into my business and my life plan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you mentioned before one way people can support you and help support this podcast and our boy work, you're decoding boys, Janet. Yes. You're decoding boys. I'm so excited about this. It's, it's just in, in its infancy, but it is a year long program that you join for, you know, low monthly rate, but it's called decoding your boys, less yelling, more connecting because it's all about connection. And who does not want that? Exactly. And each month we take a different theme. So we've already done how to get him to listen, school and homework, boys and anger. On the first of the month, 
We gather on Zoom live. You're with me because I love to talk. You may have noticed that. What? <laughs> I know, I know. And we, I teach a little bit around this theme and it's always weaving in, understanding your boy, connecting with your boy, all of that. Then there's time for you to ask questions. And then on the 15th, we get together again around that same theme and you get to ask your questions. And I coach and I teach and we dig in and parents help other parents and we problem solve. And it's, uh, as I said, we had our call yesterday. And I mean, we were in tears with this man who finally figured out I'm nagging my kid all the time. He wouldn't have gotten there without this conversation. So you can go to boysalive.com slash decode and learn all about it. I would love to have you. We are on live. And of course, the replays are there. But but live, it's so good. You were talking and it suddenly struck me that none of this was possible when I was raising my boys. You know, right. the internet was... Uh, less mature at that point. It existed, but not like this. I did not have the opportunity to connect with other boy parents in real time, spread out among the country and the world. And to realize this is normal. You're not a bad parent. This is happening. And here's some information on why it's happening. Oh, and here's some strategies. Try these. We'll check back in two weeks. See how you're doing. Yeah. It blows my mind. Like this could have changed so much for me. So that is my passion and uh, my project now. And I invite all of our listeners to join us. The we kind of adjusted for time zones. And I mean, we have people from all over the world in the program and always you can submit your questions via email or ask them live. And I'm here for all of you in this way of supporting that wasn't possible. I want to talk about how your life has changed since Mm. we started this podcast, (laughs) because uh, when we started, I was getting married and you, Janet, you were lonely. Oh, I I mean, I I have a good life, but yes, I was unpartnered at that time. Listeners, see, remember how Janet talked about the pre-podcast conversations? You all missed out on Janet's adventures with online dating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and there were some adventures, but fortunately, I don't have to do that anymore. And I'm very happy about that. Imminently, as we record this, I mean, hopefully any day now, because my daughter is so ready. Remember those moments of pregnancy when you're so done? She is so done and ready to have my very first grandbaby. Of course, I am crossing my fingers and hoping it's a boy because, well, (laughs) that's good for the podcast. And I think it would be so much fun for Janet, who raised girls, to experience in real time, a little boy growing up. I, I just know. think that would that be could, awesome. That could become its own podcast, couldn't it? Right. And the, the interesting part about that, when we talk about gender bias, is they don't know what they're having. And it's interesting where my thought processes go. I, it's not, you know, specifically a boy thing or a girl thing. So that's been fascinating. Part of this arc of our lives, you know, you're soon we'll have all your sons grown and gone. I've had my kids gone for decades and 
I'm becoming a grandma. The next generation's coming up. It's coming up. But what I really want parents to hear is that there is this arc that your kids will grow. They will be out of the house. And, you know, when you're trying to get that three-year-old toddler out the door and you think this is it forever and you kind of get stuck in that moment, what I want you always to hear is that it's a moment. And it's not going to stay the same. And it's not going to be that hard. You'll move on to other things. It might be, you know, challenging, but to experience and look for the little joy, the little moments of, wow, this, this might be the last time they struggle with that. Or, oh, look, they're discovering this thing for the first time. And just to recognize that full arc of, One of these days, listeners, you'll be sitting where I am going, yeah, when's that baby coming? When's the baby coming? (laughs) It's so funny because Janet and I are at slightly different life stages. So I mentioned to her, she is at the stage where she is excited to be a grandma. And I'm still at the stage where I'm like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, please, (laughs) this would not be good news for any of us right now, guys. That's for sure. That's for sure. We actually had a conversation around the dinner table the other night. All right birth control. What do you know? All right. You got any questions? What do you need to know? And we had a very lively discussion and we had good questions about things like IUDs. And like, I have to have these conversations because it's not that I'm not ready to be a grandma, although I'm not, but none of my guys are at a point where I see them wanting to parent and you should not have kids unless you want to parent. So listeners, I think that You know, this is an example of what we bring to you through our conversations with each other, through our interviews with our guests is a slice of real life. We are pretty honest and direct and you get the full, the full reveal, you know, Jen's talking about IUDs with her sons. And, and this is what we hope for you is that you, <laughs> you talk about with IUDs with my sons? Not exactly, but that you're comfortable and you recognize the, the necessity to have these conversations with your boys and that you feel supported from us in having those conversations and deeper connections with your sons. We look forward to continuing this conversation through this year. I'm not sure which episode, but I know that we will talk about this grandbaby. Soon. I think so. I hope we will so. talk about this grandbaby. So there will be a grandchild reveal mm-hmm. and you're going to get to follow along, continue along with the growing up of my kids, Janet's life evolving. We're going to follow what's going on with our boys. We've got guests that we are excited to bring you. We're not losing steam. Absolutely not. So as I say often on the podcast, if you liked this episode, share it with a friend. If you have found value in listening to any of the, what, over almost 250 episodes? What's the yeah. number? 214 episodes. 214 episodes. That's a lot. That's a lot. Go back and, and look through the archives. It's still relevant. And 14 episodes each one taking us between five to 10 hours to produce. Oh, I'm tired thinking about it, (laughs) but we love what we do listeners. And we appreciate your support. You're, you're supporting our sponsors. You're supporting building boys bulletin and the decoding your boys program. It's what we do. It's what we love. I love you. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. 
Wow, dear listeners, so fun to go back and listen to this conversation Jen and I had just a couple weeks ago. This will air in mid-March, but on February 19th, I became a grandma, and my daughter had a, ready for it, she had a baby boy. So Jen got her wish, and we are so happy to welcome baby Bo into the family, and I'm sure you'll be hearing more about this journey. Watching my daughter mother this new being is so touching, and watching her husband change his first diaper and comfort his baby, and oh, I tell you listeners, it is something to look forward to. And also, be sure to support Building Boys Bulletin. That's at buildingboys.net. Subscribe there. And also my program, Decoding Your Boys, Less Yelling, More Connecting. We all need more of that at boysalive.com decode. That helps us keep bringing you our fabulous guests and these conversations that we hope support you and that you find value in thanks for being on boys listeners and we look forward to year five unfolding before us our family has grown welcome to the world hannah baby introducing a new collection hannah soft made with tencel it's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.